Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. Today we are going to be talking about weightlifting and powerlifting, all the liftings, and um, Nathan's going to kind of break it all down. All right, so I figure first I'll just go ahead and give a baseline definition for what powerlifting is. Uh, Powerlifting is described as a form of competitive weightlifting in which contestants attempt three types of lift in a set sequence. Now, these three types tend to be, if not are always, squat, bench press, and deadlift. Um, And then in the case of weightlifting, what makes that different is that instead of it being three types of lifting, they do two types of lifting, which are snatches and then clean and jerks. Um, I don't know like an exceptional amount about weightlifting, but one thing I will go over is most times when people do say these two things, they aren't talking about the competitions yeah. or the comp- the competitive style. Most times they're talking about the way that person works out. Um, so, and a lot of that tends to go hand in hand with how much rest you're taking. Cause like power lifters, power lifters get a lot of knock because they take a lot of rest. They take a lot of rest between reps because most times what they're trying to do is squeeze every last pound out of it and a rep scheme for a workout like that with a power lifter tends to be something like a five by five per exercise that they do so maybe you're hitting bench you're going to do five rounds of five reps with and most times that tends to be around like your 75 percent of your one rep maximum so them being these guys max out pretty frequently because that's what they're going to do in competition they're going to do the highest amount that they can handle to get the most points at these competitions. So every like pretty frequently, they're going to be retesting a new run one rep max and then changing their training scheme to go along with that. Because in many ways, these guys don't care about physique. They don't care about what they look like. They care solely about the number being lifted strength wise. So I would say this is strength training at its heart. It doesn't get much, like more clear cut than this when training just for that one objective. Okay. So, and then there's also, if you're doing five by fives, I'm assuming that the idea is, is that final, like fifth rep, like that's the last rep that you can do at that weight. Yeah. Most times like they don't want to be able to go, well, I could have done a six there. Yeah. Um, and then also for all of you at home, there's wonderful formulas and calculations that you can do that are pretty much, as far as I'm aware, consistent and reliable up until like 10 reps where you can calculate a loose one rep max just based off of, mm-hmm. I did this at five and it felt like that fifth was really rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's that. But I mean, most of these guys, they're not going to be doing calculations like yeah. that. They are going to get in there, test their one rep max and all that type of stuff. Now, does that mean that these guys train in different ways than that? Yes, of course they do. It's still a competition, so however you get to that competition is however you get there. If, you know, once again, we're, we're talking about if you're wanting to compete, there is that option. Mm-hmm. If not, there is the outlet of just working out in this fashion. And so a lot of these guys, five by five, it's the big thing with powerlifting. It's, 
that is, I'd say when it comes to lifting in general, five by five is a pretty standard, uh, rep scheme when you're wanting to gain strength. Yeah. I mean, most times you you might see like other groups using like a three by eight, three by 10, three by 12, something like that, or, you know, a, a 12, 10, eight scheme, mm-hmm. something like that to, you know, cause hypertrophy and all this yeah. stuff, which we'll talk about in a different episode is really important at those rep ranges. Whereas at five by five, you're reaching full muscular fatigue and whatnot and getting your muscles ready to grow as much as you can. Um, but yeah, with the, with the, that last rep, like the goal is near failure, mm-hmm. like uh near failure every single round yeah. because that's why they take full rest, like three to four minutes to the point to where they are feeling fully re-energized before that next set because they want to push at that weight or at that rep count the most weight that they can handle. Yeah. When we do heavy days at CrossFit, it's generally like one minute of rest per rep. So like a five by five, that's five minutes of rest. And then if you're me, you get pissed at yourself if you finish that fifth rep and be like, I could have done one more. And you're like, that's not heavy enough. I I got to throw some more weight on. But, uh, and that's the entire point. But weightlifting, I just kind of tacked that on because a lot of people just think, hear weightlifting and think just lifting weights. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you look up weightlifting, it's going to be what most people are going to call this is Olympic lifting or Olympic weightlifting. Because what it is, is it's a much more, these more complex movements as opposed to like squat, bench, and deadlift. You're doing these snatches and Jerks something that require a lot more technique. Now, don't get me wrong, because I know some people get angry when you say that the other three don't require technique. <laughs> they just don't require as much technique. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, you do all of these things in CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually don't do these Olympic weightlifting. <laughs> yeah. Things. And when you're talking about you know these strength adaptations, right? You wouldn't necessarily say that you're having a neuromuscular adaptation when you're doing a deadlift or. Mm-hmm. Uh, bench press i think you can make the argument for a squat depending on where Definitely. the individual is on their squatting um, prowess but like for a power clean or a snatch uh, or even a jerk like these are movements that you have to have everything moving in sync and so then you're really kind of getting into not only is are you kind of prompting a strength adaptation but you're also prompting this kind of neuromuscular adaptation, making sure that your brain knows how to control mm-hmm. your body during all of this. Because, you know, when I think of a power lift, I also think I can basically, until I stop being able to move this weight, we're, we're in the moment of a rep, right? Like mm-hmm. I've seen some deadlifters and like, they'll take six seconds to move that ball. Oh, oh, big time. Like, and I've seen longer than that. Yeah. Like you can't do that with a power clean or a snatch or a jerk. Like that's because, just not going to happen because you can't do that motion slowly. Yeah. It's a movement, not a like you're not just dragging the weight, and that's no. the difference of these. Uh, like in essence, is the mm-hmm. fact that you can take as long as you want to pull that deadlift up. You can take as long as you want to press that bench up or squat that. Yeah, you know, and so, but like snatch, like if you don't get it on the like right on the go, yeah. so everyone from every weight range at every weight class is going to take almost the same amount of time to do that weight mm-hmm. uh, or same amount to do their rep. Yep. And that's about it. Whereas opposed to these other ones, like just depends on maybe a little bit more how you're feeling yeah. or how comfortable you are with that weight. Yep. So, um, 
Yeah, and and um, as far as going back into like the, how common would you say these are, like the two of these, as far as like when you're in the, I guess you go to a CrossFit gym, yeah, specifically. I but, mean, I've been in Eureka a bit, right, right. <laughs> so I would say as far as like the commonality of these two things, weightlifting, a wimp, Olympic style weightlifting, is pretty uncommon. Mm-hmm. Except among people that are doing CrossFit. Yes. I don't, or at least at our age. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like a lot of people are doing that in, like, just a standard gym. I feel like there are gyms for that, whereas powerlifting, you can do that anywhere. Mm -hmm. You really can. It's all based on this rep scheme. And as because the entire thing is a lot of people will tell you you're lifting wrong as opposed to you're lifting a different way than I am. Yeah. And I feel like, personally... From my experience, powerlifters tend to be the people that are going to tell you you shouldn't be lifting like that. Yeah. There are a lot of the people that are going to dog on you if you do muscular conditioning. Now, you know, I know that I'm just speaking from my personal experience here, and this doesn't represent the whole community and blah, 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 blah. But it tends <laughs> a lot of people that are meatheads mm-hmm. in quotation marks, I think are powerlifters. Yeah. Well, that's kind of. Because you know, the like, feed on the YouTube right. is a power lifter saying, this isn't how you squat. This isn't yeah. how you deadlift. Yeah. This isn't how, how you bench press. Or, um, cause, and a lot of lifting and gym fitness stuff is tailored to this audience. How much is this weight, this weight, this weight? Yeah. You're like joining the 1000 club, joining the 1500 club. It's a combination of, you know, these three lifts, most likely, mm-hmm. unless you're one of those assholes out there that, you know, has to do something special, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's um, I would say that fi- if you're wanting to get into lifting, you are not going to be starved to find people doing this type of lift, yeah. finding people to go to the gym with, finding people to work out with. And that's for a lot of people that's really important. Plus, I feel like this is a little bit of an easier style to get into mm-hmm. because while you know, yes, there's probably a little bit more math involved than just going in, swinging around some weight and dipping or just getting on the cardio, doing some or getting on the treadmill, doing some cardio or doing, you know, some just like staggered form of work. You know, this might have a little bit more math than <laughs> math than you're wanting to do in your lift. Now, obviously you're going to, but that's well. And also when we're talking about math, right? Something that I, one of my gyms that I went to um, back before college they they had a really good solution to this. And it was not do 75% of your one rep max. Because a lot of people, especially if you're a CrossFit athlete, one rep maxes are scary because one rep maxes are one of the very few things that's very easy to, like, screw something up. Especially if you're doing one of the more complex lifts, like a power clean or a snatch or a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, if you fail during the middle of that movement, like, that's probably a form issue. And you have a higher chance of hurting something. And yeah. so... Because of that, you know, we kind of had this idea of instead of saying five by five at 75%, we're going to say heavy, right? And heavy is whatever that means to you. Yeah. And so, you know, during your warm up, because you should be warming up, you know, try and figure out where that heavy deadlift is, you yeah. know, because if, especially once you start doing deadlifts and you are familiar with the movement, you're familiar with what weight you usually do, you know, that warm up, you'll be able to say, okay, I did three. I feel like I could do probably about two more and no more after that. And that's the weight that you at least start with. Right. Mm -hmm. And never feel like you need 
to have the heaviest weight possible in your first set. Oh yeah. Because Warming up is a big, you can always add more big, big thing. Yeah. Um, I know I said the five by five rep scheme, Yeah, but there's going to be a warm up set in there. Yeah. If they aren't, <laughs> just do a warm up set. Just, exactly. just do a warm up set. Just exactly. do a fucking warm up set. You're going to need one yeah. or like, you don't have to do some structured warm up. Just like do a warm up set of each. Like, that's what I normally do. I'll do a warm up set or maybe, maybe even two warm up sets. If I'm feeling like not very, like, like if I'm not feeling it after the first warm up mm-hmm. set, I might do another warm up set. And normally I do that with every exercise that I do. And that's something that should definitely be included here. Um, I, I think a lot of them do anyway. Yeah. Um, but as far as that goes, like finding community, it's, it's there. It's all over the internet. It's every gym you go to, there's going to be people doing this. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot, like in my case, I pull from a lot of different kind of philosophies and put those things together because I'm not doing this for competition. Yeah. Right. So I'm able to kind of like play and I do pull a lot of powerlifting stuff. I like hitting these three lifts. The one thing I don't, I don't, I don't do deadlifts very frequently. (laughs) I used to. And especially at the beginning, it was a cool lift for me to do because it was a high number. Yeah. And I was basically like getting to ego lift. Yeah. Right. My form wasn't like that. It, It used to be bad, but my form got pretty good. I just stopped enjoying doing the lift. And so that's one thing about it for me that I'm like, if I really, really don't enjoy that exercise and there's alternative exercises that work out everything in there, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it unless I'm working out with someone else and it's on their routine. Like I don't have yeah. adversity to doing it entirely, but I don't prefer doing it. And you need to be able to somewhat enjoy what you're doing in order to be able to make it like a consistent habit. Right. right. And also, you know, when we're talking about powerlifting, weightlifting, I, I think of those, you know, three basic movements, you know, your deadlift, your squat, and your bench press. Mm-hmm. And those are some very easy movements, especially for beginners, right? Oh, so yeah. if you don't have a coach, right, I would never recommend, like, go in and do power power cleans mm-hmm. because that is a complex movement, and it's hard to read about and understand. It's hard to do anything other than watch someone in person. You can watch a video and we've gotten pretty good with technology these days, but still it's going to be hard for you to figure that out on your own as a completely inexperienced athlete and not have someone else around who's done that movement before to be able to say, Hey, this is your problem and give you cues in that way. Yeah. Or also in the way of saying that you might need tailor tailored, um, let's say lessons Mm -hmm. on each part of that motion because it's not, just one thing it's you know from here to there and then there's always going to be a continuous part and then when it lands and then you know if there's a press component to it that's another thing foot placement everything balance you know and so you're gonna have to and that affects a lot of additional muscles so you're like if this muscle hurts you know what what does that mean i'm doing am i twisted to the side and all this stuff you're gonna need a little bit more tailor and not to say that those things don't happen on squat deadlift and bench yeah they do, and I can say very confidently that they do, because one thing about squats is your depth changes the exercise. Yeah, completely. It changes what you're doing, and it changes how much weight you can handle drastically. Mm-hmm. If you are going ass to grass, it sucks. I, I honestly enjoy it, it. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> it's one of my like. But you cannot do the same amount of weight you no. can do if you're just going to 90 or clearance is like it 
competition level, whatever. Like whenever your knees, whenever you reach a 90 90 degree degree angle, angle. basically, um, that your weight difference, like for me, it's like half. Yeah. And there's some like hazards with squatting astrograss. Like, um, you don't want your lumbar curve to happen. And so basically like I've heard that as like the butt tuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course also because when you can you, roll yeah, easily and when you get that far down with the back squat, you know, sometimes people will, I've heard of it as like a mouse trap or a clap trap. And so basically you lean so far forward to get down to counterbalance, whatever's going on there that you're stuck with the bar above you and you can't stand back up because you're, you've leaned far uh, forward yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like these movements, the squat deadlift and bench press are a lot simpler mm-hmm. and they also don't. they don't take as much of a short amount of time to complete, which gives you time to be able to, especially in that warm up, go slowly and go, okay, this is how we're supposed to do it. This is how we're supposed to do it. And you can always scale and then weight. If you went incorrectly at a lightweight, don't add weight. <laughs> Keep working on at that lightweight. Yeah. Because you adding weight is not going to make you miraculously like right. fix your form. Because like all parts of lifting, there's a lot of features like on bench press, the width of your hands apart, the rotation of like your shoulders, the pinching of your back, the arch. There's a lot of these different things that affect the way you lift, right? There's good ways to do that, wrong ways to do it. You know, foot like even foot place of foot placement mm-hmm. affects your bench press. You know, if you're getting up to where you might need some additional like pressure yeah. to get that weight. Now And bench height affects Oh yes, affects especially if you're six five. Yeah. Or you <laughs> I I don't think I've ever been However on. wide your shoulders are, yeah. that's important. How, arm length, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> it's annoying to find benches that might fit you Mm because sometimes you're going to get on a bench that's made for, you know, that's a little too wide for you. You're going to hurt your shoulder. Like my shoulders start hurting or I feel like I don't have the full motion Mm -hmm. or like you hit the sides of it with like, like the back of your arms. And so you have to stop like right at 90, you know, a lot of people go to chest. Yeah. I, it depends. It depends. I I might go chest. I might go 90. Most times I'm going to go chest. Okay. Um, you just got to be aware of a lot of these different features and those variables are much simpler in those three lifts, which is the important part because that makes it so entry level. Yeah. And also those three lifts are very foundational to the more complex lifts, right? Because a power clean, you start in a deadlift position. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the weightlifting, you know, specifications are. If it just says clean, I'm going to assume that you can do a squat clean. And so basically you start in a deadlift position, you end in a squat, and then you have to stand all the way up. Right. You know, that incorporated. It says clean and jerk. So I'm assuming it means power clean and jerk. Yeah. Um, And then like a jerk or a push press is simply a bench press, except above your head instead of out. And while you might think, well, if that's in a different direction, it's going to be completely different. No, not really. It's kind of similar. Um, There's a couple things that change, but your your muscle getting that the muscles you use motion. are going to be different. Yeah, but you're still getting that pushing yeah. motion. Um, yeah. And um, then, yeah, what are you yeah. Gonna say? I was just going to say like one other thing that I feel like you don't think about is you have this wonderful smartphone here mm-hmm. that has a wonderful camera that yes. can take videos of you while you lift, and just because you're not lifting 215 
or 315 pounds or, you know, whatever. That doesn't mean you can't use that video camera for yourself or constructive criticism. You know, that's one of the things that I do a lot is especially when I'm doing a heavier weight, I'm kind of taking that phone and I'm recording myself yeah. just to make sure that I'm doing it right. And if I'm not, I'm like, okay, well, let's correct this with a PVC pipe real quick. Yeah. And one thing that like in that case, recording yourself working out that I've had to get over big time is people don't give a fuck that you're recording in the gym. <laughs> people don't care. They're not sitting there going, oh, they're recording their lift. That's not even that heavy. If they are, they're an asshole. Yeah. And they're uncommon. They're they very, they're so uncommon. And even if they do think that, they're not going to say it to nope. you. And they don't so. care so much that they'll walk right in front of your camera while you're literally trying to people record. go out of their way to avoid walking in front of your camera. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean be an asshole about that, <laughs> but like you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just one thing I've had to get used to is like people don't people don't care that you're recording in the gym. Like, and, and that's important because over the past couple months, as I've started recording myself more during these certain lifts, I'm able to look at my form, look at the weight I'm using, look at like. Am I reaching good contraction? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? You know, all these things. And I don't do it with just these three lifts. I do it with other exercises that I'm doing, like maybe chest flies or something like that. So that way I can pay attention to my lift. You you don't want to just go to the gym to kind of just fuck, fuck around, yeah. really. Because otherwise you might just be wasting your time. Now, you know, it's fine. But I'm saying, like, you need you should be a lot more, like, say, direct or guided about what you're doing mm -hmm. while you're there which is why it's important to pick some sort of philosophy or be knowledge and well versed on some things to know what you want out of your lifts yeah and to know to to know your goal know your why that's so important so when we're talking about this type of weightlifting philosophy you know one thing that i think of is like you're getting no cardio in if you're just purely yeah. doing this right and so something that i would do personally is is if I was going to be like, all right, we're going to get really strong. We're going to work on these lifts. At as long as my cardio is not worsening and I'm not like completely leaving it out of my routine, then to me that's a win. Um, so I would just simply, you know, for warm up, you know, ten minutes, go and do one of the machines. Yeah. Right. Um, I would. I like to do row, uh, the rowing machine right before deadlift. I like to do the skier right before the squats. And a lot of people are like, well, that's a big arm motion. Yeah, but you're still hinging your hips. You're still kind of going down a little bit. And so that's working on your, depending on where you are in your flexibility in a squat, that's kind of working on getting lower. And then after that, you can work on getting real low in a pride squat or however else you want to work on that squat flexibility. And then before a bench press, I, I just like to run. I like to go on a, on a yeah. quick short run. But, you know, trying to squeeze in that cardio you know, as a warm up to me is going to help you not only be able to lift a little bit better because you'll be warmer, mm -hmm. but it also will just help your general fitness. And whenever we're looking at, especially something super specialized, my CrossFit brain goes, How do I make sure that nothing else is getting, you know, neglected? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even consider that cardio, to be honest. <laughs> like uh, a 10 minute warm up, I don't yeah. consider that cardio because. Because a lot of people, one thing that happens is when you start talking cardio, you start talking debate, debate, debate. People yeah. love debating about cardio, when you should do it, how much you should be doing, um, what's the best cardio to do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, a lot of debate around cardio. 
I don't consider that cardio okay. because it's like you can make ten minutes intensive. Yeah, but if it's your warm up, it's not like yeah. like let's let, let's be honest. Like it's not it's not you sprinting for ten minutes yeah, straight. Yeah. It's not you, you know. Like what I'll do is not if I'm gonna do that, I hop on the treadmill, max incline, walk for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's some of like everyone's favorite type of cardio to do after their workout for like long periods of time. I've done that like because like our the UREC has specific incline trainers, which are treadmills that go up to double the standard incline of, you know, your normal treadmill. And so the higher your incline goes, the more uh, calories you're going to burn. So that's why and it doesn't feel as intensive, but your calorie burn is like really high. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it tends to be one of those things like I can do it for 45 minutes come off it. I'm sweating like a motherfucker, but like it's still a good burner. Like there've been times the machine will say 1000 calories on it <laughs> yeah. after 40 minutes yeah. just because of the incline and the speed I'm walking at. And so that's what I consider cardio is long form like mm-hmm. like I'd consider tw- 15 min- I would consider 15 to 20 minutes cardio. Yeah. And I mean like I would consider something that's five minutes cardio, but it'd have to be like sprints. Yeah. And you know it, what I'm saying? it depends on kind of where you are in your fitness journey as well. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like, cause when I'm, when I'm thinking about these power lifters or these weight lifters, like generally when you index that far into strength, your yeah. cardio base is going to be a lot lower. And yeah. so in my head, I'm just like, let's try and figure out a way here where you can squeeze in a little bit of, you know, cardiovascular movement, get warmed up a little, mm-hmm. you know, and you being able to lift that heavy, you know, that's going to be an amount of blood pumping and circulation that you're getting through that. So you're gaining a little bit of the benefits already. And so I'm just thinking, let's try and figure out a way to squeeze in a little bit more because you're not going to want to run a shit ton after yeah. you lift. Um, Most people don't want to run a shit ton anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a- active rests to me because like with this type of style what it's three days on one day off um so that was that that was what i wanted to talk about splits um splits three to five days is standard anywhere from three to five some people do six no one does seven (laughs) Mm -hmm. because seven is not a sustainable system unless 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 one of those days is just like a light day Mm -hmm. and so most people just don't you just take a rest day and so, yeah, six days is kind of common. But a lot of – some people, the three-day, you know, like maybe you're taking Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Then you got two days on the weekend and two days in, uh, interplaced in there because you're lifting to your max potential and you're going to be yeah. sore. So, like, some people like that. Some people like the five days, maybe like five days on during the week, the weekend off, or, you know, switch a day with the weekend, something like that. So that's that's a pretty standard, like, split – it's pretty up to you mm-hmm. as far as things like that go because, you know, most people are obviously doing something other than lifting. That's not the whole thing that they're yeah. structuring their day around. So, but yeah, not like anything less than three, like you're not, you're not getting, you're point. not, you're not using up your potential. Yeah. You know, so. And so if you're doing that kind of three days on one day off or th- this five days out of the week, you're going to go lift, you know then we can actually start talking about active recovery. And that's also where you can get some of that really long form cardio in, you know, because I like with CrossFit, I like to have Monday through Saturday working out, doing whatever, you know, is programmed. And then every Sunday I go on a long run with weighted vest. And that long run is between a 5K and 40 minutes. 
is usually what I'll do. And, you know, the only reason why it goes from 5K to 40 minutes is I stop wanting to know how far I've ran after 5K. And so I'm just like, all right, we'll go for 40 minutes and however much I run, it's going to be more than a 5K. Oh, yeah. Um, and so for me, if that's... If it's not, we need to start working on some cardio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Um And so for me, like, that's that's a good time also to try and get some cardio in. But then also you're actively recovering. And believe it or not, getting blood circulation while you're sore is going to help reduce Lactic soreness. Acid build up. So. It's going to help everything else that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's very true. Keeping your blood moving is really important. Um, that's why cardio, it's one of those things. Well, I, I like the idea of it <laughs> and there will be times where you'll catch me doing it more than well, right now. I'm kind of in a lull for okay. cardio. I was doing it a pretty decent amount over the summer as in like a good, I'd say five out of six or four out of five around that range mm-hmm. of my lifts were then followed by about 40, even upwards of an hour of cardio afterwards. Because mm-hmm. it was just like, all right, done with the lift, go hop on the treadmill and just walk and walk and walk and walk. And I mean, like on max yeah. incline, just walking for 40 minutes straight, you know, maybe like three and a half miles an hour to four miles an hour because I've got a pretty, pretty long step. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's a lot of, like, that's me walking like three, four, four and a half miles. Um, so, uh, which is, which is pretty good. But then I just kind of like, I I guess I came off it. I didn't even realize, like I just stopped doing that. So it's one of those things I'm going to have to get back into, but it's really important for getting, cause, cause breathing is very, very important. Like as much as we think it's just a human thing, it's something that should also be practiced on a little bit and getting like your blood flowing, uh, at these higher rates is, is good to break down that lactic acid, get, you know, blood to all your cells. And so it's really important. Yep. So, And I think that's something that maybe, I wouldn't say it's necessarily neglected by powerlifters, but it's something that I would say, if you're going to pick this style, include enough of it. Yep. Always, always, always. You just need enough. And it that goes for stretching too. Yeah. Stretching is something that people hate hate so much that they won't even do a stretching exercise (laughs) which is like like i used to be i used to not do squats like at all well i went through the standard don't hit legs phase like (laughs) everyone does or at least a lot of people that get into lifting do because it hurts and you know it sucks because my form's horrible and stuff like that don't do that don't do it It, it, you'll regret it (laughs) You'll regret it when your legs are smaller than your upper body or like just, you know, underdeveloped. And so then I got into doing it for depth and for like to stretch my all my joints and like kind of like because when you do stuff like that, you can also reduce your like your risk for joint injuries and Mm -hmm. stuff like that when you're um, working, working on strengthening those things at low, low, um, low weights, low weight. Yeah, yeah. And so that became important to me. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I've added those things back in and now I feel a lot more confident in my base um, because I was basically doing stretching exercises and also I was stretching outside of this. Yeah. Um, and then as far as that goes, learn the difference between your dynamic and your um, dynamic and dynamic static stretches. Static stretches. Static stretches. Yes. 
but make sure you learn the difference between those when to do them. It's pretty simple. We will be doing an episode on that. We will cover them, but as far as for now, they're very important. Yes. You need to get them done, get them in. So, all right. Um, Anything else that we missed is easy to find because these two things are so common. Um, uh, I'd say any most, if not all of your fitness YouTubers are going to, in some fashion, be hitting an exercise that's affecting this if they're competitive Mm -hmm. or something kind of akin to it because everyone wants to train strength. And this is the most, uh, you know, to the to the T form of training explicitly for strength and so um anything else no wrap it up uh i think we've got it all covered um one thing that i would say is you know when you are looking at these youtubers make sure that what they're saying you know makes sense make sure that what they're saying other people are saying too because that's that usually means that they're correct yeah um and also just when you're doing stuff like this do what makes you feel good right because at the end of the day, that's the number one marker. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying what makes you feel happy, yeah. what makes you feel good. And yeah. there, is, there is a difference there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just always, you know, when you're experimenting with fitness, have that consciousness about your body and just be like, okay, how do I feel after a week of this? Yeah. And I'd say that's really important and what we want to drive home in not just this episode but every episode. Yeah. So, And with that being said, we'll see you guys next time. See you. This production was brought to you by the Uptown Audio and Media Network. If you are interested in more work like this from us, you can find those on our socials, such as Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, which will be listed in the description below. And we thank you for listening.